Wow, what an incredible panel, my friends. I loved every single one of the things that Amy, Karsta, Lauren, Nicole, Luz, and Alexa shared with us. But now, let's get ready for panel number two on Purposeful You Summit, brought to you by Casa de Confidence and the Confident You Radio on the Talk Radio 360 for Women. Now, our panel two is Your Past Does Not Define You. Rise above your past and embrace the limitless possibilities that lie ahead. Get ready for an enlightening discussion as our exceptional panelists share their personal stories and valuable insights on overcoming challenges, breaking free from limitations, and rewriting their narratives. Discover how to tap into your inner strength of resilience and determine to create a future that aligns with your dreams and aspirations. Learn the strategies to go off, let go of self-doubt and embrace self-empowerment. This panel is a powerful reminder that your past does not have to dictate your future. It is time to rewrite your story and to create the life you deserve. Our panelists include Jennifer Tabrizi, Dr. Heather Brown, Tammy Inley, Latisse Howie, Adrian Facchetti, and Crystal Longmire. What an incredible line map we have to again help us remember that our past does not define us. We are ready to explore the possibilities. We are ready to find that inner strength and resilience and determination to create the future that aligns with our dreams. Tune in and let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this talk on how your past does not define you. I am your host, Jennifer Tabrizi, and today here's what we're going to be covering. So we're going to be taking a look at the negatives of allowing the past to define us and what that looks like. So we'll be looking at the symptoms that come up or the signs that we can look out for that indicate we might be stuck in the past. We're also going to look at the positives of not allowing the past to define you. So what is life like on the other side? What if we are not allowing the past to define us and instead we're allowing it to fuel us and to better ourselves and our lives? I'm going to be sharing with you my own personal experience with this. And at the end of the talk today, I'm going to be providing you with three strategies that are going to help you break free from the past and design your future future. Here is a quote that I just find very powerful. It says, our path is not about what we have done or where we have been. It is about where we are going and what we are becoming. Now, I think it is really important to recognize that, of course, we all have a past. We all go through trauma at some point or another in our lives. And what's really important is to, of course, process this trauma or these stressful situations in a healthy way so that 
we can move forward and not allow it to dictate our future. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we get into the presentation, I just wanted to start off by sharing a little bit about who I am, what I do, and what I stand for. I am a certified yoga teacher as well as health coach who helps women reduce symptoms of autoimmune illness through nervous system regulation. I deeply care about showing women that despite illness or disease that they can still live a happy and beautiful life. And when I get into my own personal story, you will see why this is. But I wanted to clear something up before we get right into our talk. I wanted to define what it actually means to let your past define you anyways. Well, in simple terms, it means we are allowing our past hardships and situations that we have gone through to dictate our thoughts, our actions, our words, and ultimately our future. So as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be looking at some of the signs that indicate we are currently stuck in the past. And so here's those signs that you should watch out for. And these aren't to make you feel bad. We're just creating some awareness around them because once we are able to create that awareness, that is the first step we need to take in order to change things. So let's check in. Does the following sound like you? And of course, you don't have to uh, resonate with every single point listed here. Uh, even if it's one or two, this is a sign that you might be stuck with a, uh, something that happened to you in your past. So perhaps right now you're constantly reminiscing about the past. You might feel anxious and constantly worried about your future and what it unfolds, how it's going to unfold for you. You might be holding on to grudges, whether it be a grudge with yourself and your past actions, or perhaps with the actions of someone that you love, someone that you cared about. You might have some major regrets going on and this kind of links into the feeling um, uh, holding on to grudges. We might be feeling like, oh, I should have, could have, would have done this or this could have been different if I had just done this differently, right? So you might be thinking of all the things that could have happened um, even though you can't really change what happened and that's already in the past. You might be stuck in the past if you're thinking of the future and thinking, oh my gosh, something might change and this really scares me. And you might find that you have really, really low self-esteem from all of this worry that's going on in your life. So if you resonate with one or two of these, maybe all of them, remember the point here is not to make you feel bad in any way. We are just creating some awareness around this, which is the first step in making some changes. So the good news, if you do resonate with some of those points, this does not have to be your future. And you have what it takes to flip the script here. And that's what I'm going to be providing you with in this talk today. So let's flip the script and see what that would look like. So imagine if we weren't stuck in the past and we weren't allowing the, our past situations and hardships to really dictate where, where we're going in life. What would that look like? So maybe it would be best to close your eyes here and to take a deep breath in and out, <sighs> maybe even sighing it out. <sighs> Imagine a life where you were living more in the present moment. How would that be different? 
keeping your eyes closed and just imagining how your life would be if you were looking towards the future and the future excited you and you were passionate about it and you were ready for some change and to see what the future was going to unfold for you. Imagine a life where you learned how to process emotion, you learned how to forgive, you learned how to release, and you learned how to move forward. When we forgive, we create so much space within us for our own healing. Um, And there's, I forget who the quote is by, but when we hold on to grudges and anger towards ourselves or other people, we're we're really harming us more than anyone. We we feel like, oh, all this anger towards someone that wronged us is going to help us feel better. But that's actually just creating more stress within our bodies. And it's not allowing us to release, to create space for something new and to really, really bring in some new dynamics. Imagine a world where you were able to trust in yourself, make these big, important decisions, and you made them with confidence. Imagine change being something that's really exciting to you. You can't wait to see where your life goes next. Ultimately, having high levels of self-esteem and confidence in who you are and your ability to create this wonderful, beautiful life for yourself. Well, before we look into how we can get from living and being stuck in our past to moving forward in a way where we are the creator of our lives, I wanted to share with you my own story with this. So the photo on the right, or sorry, the left is me back in 2012. Um, and I will explain what ha- happened here in this life-changing moment for me. Uh, and the photo on the right is, that was taken about a year ago. And yeah, let's get into my own personal story so you can learn more. So many years ago, I did not care about my health and well-being. I really had no passions or hobbies in life. I didn't have any interests. I didn't play any sports. I wasn't physically active. I just kind of thought, who cares about all that stuff? Um, Because of this, I hung out with the wrong crowd. And, you know, what we would like to do is party. And we thought that was life. And this is fun. And this is my interest. And everyone else was doing it. So it just seemed like I had found my people, my circle. Um, But now looking back, I'm able to see that, you know, these relationships were pretty meaningless. um, And because I didn't really have much going on in my life. I just really lacked confidence and just really felt lost. Here's what happened. So my world kind of came crashing down back in 2011. And around this time, I started to get very ill. I was dealing with all sorts of symptoms. My body was doing all these crazy things. uh, And I was going to the doctor constantly to try and get some answers. It took about a year and a half before I was finally, finally diagnosed with a life-changing diagnosis with a diagnosis of Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune condition that there is no official cure for. This threw my life upside down. Uh, Everything, I just started to question everything. Would I be able to live the life I was living? I, at the time, enjoyed my party life and just thought that was what I was meant to do in this world. Um, But this situation forced me to pretty much look in the mirror and to see that, you know, 
know, maybe this isn't going to be sustainable long term and that maybe I was going to have to make some changes. Uh, I felt extremely alone from dealing with the situation, uh, being told something like you are going to perhaps lose your colon because that was a reality for me. I was told I had precancerous cells in my colon and that if things didn't get better, I would have to have it completely removed. So this was extremely scary and I felt completely alone and afraid because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And then I just also couldn't really confide in anyone because how do you explain these crazy things that are happening to your body to someone else who is perfectly fine and healthy? Well, because of this, I continued to abuse my body, which clearly got me nowhere. Um, But I kept telling myself things like, well, what's the point? And this is just going to be the way it is. These are the cards I have been dealt. So I might as well just keep doing what I've been all always been doing. And it was me now that I'm giving this talk and sharing this story with you, I'm able to see that that was me being stuck in the past. So it didn't happen overnight, but eventually things weren't getting better from my negative outlook on things. And so I had to come to a decision. I had to decide that this was not how my story was going to end. I remember the day really distinctively where my higher self had a conversation with me and said, hey, you need to smarten up. This is not what you're meant to be doing. You're meant for a lot more. So let's start taking better actions. And so that's what I started to do. I started to take small uh, sustainable action steps every single day and eventually that led me towards a better life. I decided that it was time to forgive everyone that had wronged me. I had gone through a very traumatic relationship uh, that ended and there was a lot of turmoil I was in because of that. So I decided it was time to forgive. It was time to move on. It was time to forgive myself for being putting myself in a bad situation. And ultimately I decided it was time for me to heal. Well, fast forward, as I mentioned, it did not happen overnight, but it did happen. And eventually, here I am today. And now things are way different. So today, I have been in remission of the disease I was diagnosed with for five plus years and counting. I am the healthiest I've been in years, and not only on a physical level, but also mentally and emotionally as well. I was able to really find my hobbies and passions in life, which now these modalities are just part of me. I couldn't see my life without them. They fuel me and just really lift me up. From all this work, I have found more meaningful relationships with those around me. And I think most importantly, I have increased or improved the relationship I have with myself. I really dove, I really dove into learning about me, what I need. Um, and I think self-love is so important. I take huge pride in living a healthy lifestyle. Again, it's something years ago, if you had asked me when I was dealing with this diagnosis, if you ask me like, oh, maybe in five plus years, you're going to be really healthy, I would laugh. Now, this is just my way of life. And it's very natural. The a bonus of all this is now I get to help others do the same. From this experience, I knew that my next calling was to help others do this. And now I own a coaching business where I get to help people all over the world. So perhaps this story and the symptoms we talked about at the beginning of this talk are making you realize I, that you are living 
in the past and you might be wondering what the heck can you do to snap out of it ultimately it comes down to deciding that you are no longer the victim in your story and you have to recognize that you are actually the creator of your story you're the main freaking character and so you get to decide what road you take you get to decide what your future looks like and what we get to do from all this is ensure that our future is greater than your past and I think that is so beautiful because your past is your past and it happened you can't change it you can't go back in time you can't take different actions but you can do that right now so if you're dwelling on the past and you're stuck you can't change that but what you can change is who you are here and now in this moment and I think that is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves is realizing that this is a choice you don't have to be the victim you get to be that main freaking character and you get to call the shots okay so I make it sound so easy but you're probably thinking okay what are some practical ways that we can do this so as mentioned I'm going to be providing you with three amazing ways that are going to help get you there oops skipped ahead number one you need to get crystal clear on what it is you want when I was sick I stopped focusing on all the things I didn't want oh my gosh I don't want these symptoms and they were not going away and I'm doing all these things and nothing's getting better that was keeping me stuck in that victim mindset so instead I read somewhere in a book it was a story of someone else's journey of having issues with their colon and I just really resonated with it and that person drew a beautiful picture of a healthy colon and they looked at it every day and eventually fast forward they went into remission and I'll never forget reading this because it sparked something within me I realized I was focusing on all the things I didn't want and I was not getting crystal clear on what it is I did want. And so I did that. I got clear. What was my life going to look like being healthy? How could I bring that into my day every single moment and little bits of ways? And so if you are stuck in the past right now, it's so important to gain that clarity. What is it that you do want? How do we do this? We get we can meditate often. We can visualize, maybe paint a picture of what that looks like for you, similar to the story I just mentioned. Um, and then I think a really powerful exercise to do this is connecting with your intuition through a journal practice, through journaling and reflection. Um, a big thing that I've been working on over the last few months and something that I bring in with my, I've brought in with my clients is writing a letter uh, from yourself to your future self. So let's say it's a year from now and you got really crystal clear on what you wanted and you reached the outcome that you desire. What would you be saying to yourself? And you can start off by just saying, dear Jennifer, I am so proud of you for everything that you have accomplished over the last year. Here are the amazing things that I've seen you accomplish. And then you can just list everything off. And when you read this letter every single day, it allows you to get really laser focused on what it is you want. And so your actions that you're taking every single day are going to be in greater alignment with that greater vision for yourself. And it's just going to allow you to take those better actions that are going to lead you to where you want to go. Which leads me to the next practical step here, which is taking new actions outside of your comfort zone. You got here where you are today from a past version of you, but that past version of you isn't you anymore. You have evolved, you have grown, you have dealt with the situation that has changed you, has changed the way you look at life. You're looking at things from a new lens. And so you can't get to somewhere new doing the same things you've always done. You 
you need to start taking actions that are outside of your comfort zone. For me, for example, for my past, one of the major things I needed to start doing was eating healthy and working out. Things that were, I had no idea. I had no clue. I hired help. I learned from professionals. I had someone hold my hand and guide me to teach me all that I could learn, all I needed to learn about this stuff so that I could understand what I needed to do. Uh, so I, it's so important. Like you need to really, really get comfortable with being uncomfortable and you need to take these different action steps every single day. If you are not getting scared of the things you are doing, you are not doing it big enough. You need to do things that you maybe have never done. Maybe that's all brand new. Maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Hire someone, get some help, learn all you can from YouTube. These are all resources that are available to you. And I can just think back to how much help I got from take to take new actions to push me outside of my comfort zone. And I would not regret it. It's going to propel you to where you want to go. And it's going to save you so much time. Number three is you cannot quit. You might not see results right away. I didn't see results right away. I was doing all these things. I was taking these different actions. I was getting clear on what I wanted. And it didn't happen overnight, as I mentioned earlier. It happened one day when I woke up and thought, how did I even get here? Oh my gosh, what? I'm here now. And years ago, I was there. It just seems like so far away. Uh, but the key is you might not see results anyways, but you have to or, uh, right away, but you have to keep going anyways. Change is going to take time. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take patience, but you have to keep your faith held high and you have to keep taking these actions. You have to believe that what you're doing is going to pay off. And this is what's going to lead you to your new future. This is going to make sure that you don't stay stuck in that present version of you. This is going to propel you into that new version of yourself, the one that you knew you were destined to be. And so I just wanted to recap these practical ways. So write these down and I want you to take action today in this moment. Get clear on what you want. Number one, get crystal clear on what it is you desire, where you want to be, what you want to look like, your life to look like. Get Write the letter, write the future letter to yourself. Number two, write down all the actions that you're scared to do that you know are going to get you to point number one. Write them all down and start taking action every single day, even if it's something really small. Number three, do not quit. The only way that you are going to fail is if you give up. So you cannot give up. You need to keep taking those actions, even when it feels like it's not working. Keep showing up because when you keep doing that, that is what's going to get you to where you want to go. And it's going to help you see that your past does not define you and that you are the creator. That is it for today's talk. So thank you so much for being here. Here is to your dedication, to your health, to your well-being. Um, and I wanted to invite you to come join my community. And so I hang out at in, on Instagram a lot. So you can find me at Healing with Jennifer. And you can also join me over on my website. I have a couple of awesome resources there for you. Perhaps you've been diagnosed with a life-changing diagnose, diagnose, disease. You can download my autoimmune wellness toolkit. And you can also, if you haven't been diagnosed with a, a disease of some sort, but you feel like your health is a little bit off, you can take my free quiz that helps you determine your mind-body type and you get some amazing resources to help you balance yourself so that you can feel amazing. Again, I years ago did not think it was possible to live an amazing, healthy, happy life and I proved myself wrong. And so if you're feeling stuck, I promise you that you too can move forward. So thank you so much for being here and for listening to this talk. Bye for now and 
enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Dr. Heather Brown, and I've been asked to talk about not letting your past define you. And when you think about that, it's an interesting concept. Because if you're letting your past define you, you're not really utilizing the present. And how you were in the past, what you went through, if it defines you, it means by the dictionary's definition that that is how you are known, that is who you are. But it doesn't leave room and space for where you move beyond. So what if we change it for letting your past guide you? You've gone through everything that you've gone through for whatever reason, and you've had to learn from it and adapt from it and grow from it and change from it. And so it is all part of who you are, but it's only part of you up to this moment. And it only signifies what it signifies based upon the power that you give it. Only you know the reasons you made the choices that you made. And I'm sure like most of us, you made the very best choices you could in that moment with what you knew. And now looking back with kind sight, you might have done some things differently. But if you did, you wouldn't be where you are now, which is precisely where you are to be. So you have lived your past and everything you've gone through is part of your heritage. It's part of your legacy. It's part of who you become now. But it's really important that you don't let those labels, I was abused, or I was left, or I was abandoned, or I was a victim, to become your brand mark of who you are. You've gone through situations. It doesn't have to define who you are. It's an experience that you encountered. It's a part of your life's journey. And that doesn't take away the power of it at all, which you don't want to. You went through what you went through, and you want to embrace that and hold on to that. But that is what has helped you become who you are now and who you are becoming. So let's move into the next part. How are you using this time? How are you taking all that you've learned and all that you've gone through to let now be important? Your choices, your changing, all happens in the present. And it depends upon what you believe for yourself what you allow for yourself, what you focus for yourself. And if you're caught holding on to what you have gone through, then it's impacting now and there's a little place to do some work to let yourself come to the place of movement or freedom so that you can live more actively and presently in this current minute. You might decide right now, I no longer am going to smoke. Well. Now you are no longer a smoker. So your past doesn't define you. It was a part of you. But now you've changed that. I used to be a smoker. Not I am. We can change at any moment that we give ourselves that opportunity to change. And then, of course, we need to put the action steps in for what that will be. Now, who we decide to be now will determine who we become. So. Instead of the past being the one that defines you, it's important to move to the place of the past guides you. The present is where you decide. And then what you become is off of now. It's off of your current choices. It's off of who you want to be in this present moment and who from that you decide to be going ahead. There's a beautiful saying 
that if you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you are at peace and calm, you're living in the present. And right now, in this moment, irregardless of what you have been through, is all your power. Everything that you need is right now, in this moment, with you, until you decide that there is more for you to have, or more for you to learn, or something different for you to experience. So all those situations you went through, all those opportunities and relationships and experiences have brought you to this moment. And this is accumulation of all that you are. And right now is the doorway to who you choose to become. That is up to you. You can always change something by deciding you will change it and then coming up with an action plan to do it differently. And if you find yourself falling back into old habits, catching yourself, hopefully gently, to remind yourself that you're starting to pick up behaviors that are going to draw you back into a way that no longer serves you. The key is to look at everything that you've gone through and to decide how does this serve you now? How does this empower you now? How can you take all of your experience and all of your knowledge, all of your relationships, and let that be a gift to this moment so that you realize you are all of what you have ever been. And in the second, you're all of who you are becoming. You're so much more than you once were. And there's so much more ahead that you have yet to create. The magic is in you right now, if you allow that for yourself. And then that starts to become part of your life purpose, your life journey, your life passion. How do you utilize all of you? And how do you grow beyond you? And who is it that you're wanting to become? And how do you nurture yourself in that? And help yourself in that? And guide yourself in that? To reach those places that you want to go? To achieve those goals that you have? And to be really grateful of who you are now? We don't need to look back at situations and say, oh, I handled that right, or I'm so glad that happened. There's a lot of things we go through that we might not wish we had gone through, but there still is a lot to learn there. I've worked with a lot of cancer patients. I've never had a cancer patient say that they were grateful they got cancer, or they were happy they got cancer, or they enjoyed the journey. Not one. But I also have not had one tell me that they would never take away what the cancer taught them, who they chose to become. And that's really the key, to look at all that you have gone through and to tell yourself, look who I have chosen to become. I got myself out of that relationship. I stopped that pattern or that behavior. I gave myself a different opportunity. What do you give to you? And that's in the moment. That's in the present. What do I give to myself right now? Do I give to myself space? Do I give to myself exploration? Do I give to myself community, support, knowledge, trial and error, 
the opportunity to fail and learn and grow and become so much more than that was. Failure is such a funny word because it's really not. It's just a lesson. It's just a lesson of what you need to know that you didn't yet know and how awesome that is. Change and growth is glorious. There's a saying that I think is so funny, which is you can't treat, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And if you look at human beings, look how much we've changed. We came into the world a baby. Look at all that we've learned. It doesn't matter how old you are. It might be a little harder to pick up a new habit because you're used to something, but there is no truth and you cannot change. You cannot grow. Of course you can. Of course you can. As long as you keep applying. As long as you keep desiring, as long as you keep making that your choice to let this moment grow you beyond and beyond and beyond. The past doesn't define you. The past is what you came from. It's part of your heritage. That's up to you to decide, well, what will be the legacy? And the legacy starts in this very present moment of who you are now, who you are choosing to be. And how you will use that to bless yourself and hopefully a lot of people who come into contact with you. You are becoming more of you right now. So take that in and be blessed by that. Be excited by that. Be challenged by that. You are becoming more than you have ever been in this next moment and in this next moment and in this next moment. And it's completely up to you to decide where all of this will take you. I hope it's a glorious journey that only you decide what that definition is. Blessings. Hi. First, I just want to say thank you to Julie for having me on here. And I won't take up any more time than that because I have 10 minutes to to share with you. Um, My name is Tammy and I am the owner operator of Tammy Murray Coaching. And I love, love to help women rise above their past, realize the opportunities and the hope that comes from their stories. And so we all love, we all love a good movie, right? We all love to watch a heroine rise above her challenges. And and while I'm really become victorious. We love to watch a story of an underdog who rises above and becomes successful, becomes happy, joyful. We love to see joy. We love to see people come out of the struggles that they're in and rise above it. So why? Why do we love stories so much? Is it because we like to watch our struggle? No, I don't think any of us really are like, oh, I cannot wait to see the struggle this person is about to get into. Do we relate to her choices that she has or she's made? Probably. We probably do see um, how like we would make some of those same choices or relate to some of the circumstances around the choices that she has to make. Do we um, see how she got herself into that predicament? Sometimes. Sometimes we see how Well, a lot of times, like we'll make choices and we get ourselves kind of stuck. But do we blame her for where she is? We don't. We don't watch a movie and say, well, girl, that's your fault. You do not need to. um, Nope. You need to just deal with this challenge. We don't blame her for where she is. We may understand where she is. We may 
um, relate to it, we may see her struggle, but we don't blame her. And we also don't like to watch her struggle, but we like to watch her become victorious. How many times do we go through life and we sit in the struggle? We focus on the struggle and we forget to rise, that we get stuck in the, the stuff of life and really we don't see how to get out of it. In a movie, it's easy to see, right? We can see, um, we even know what choices she needs to make. Like we can kind of follow the plot. It's because we're outside of it. We're, we're watching it instead of living it. When we go through our life, so many times our past, while it defines us, our past becomes part of who we are and our identity because we don't see how to rise above it. We don't see how we are actually overcomers. And so today I just want to share three ways to rise above your past. Now, this is something that I have been working on for years. I was a, grew up in a military brat, um, born, raised, and dropped. I joined the military myself, and my amazing husband um, also joined the military and became a fighter pilot. And one day, when my we were we just got back from a birthday party, um, my husband was deployed. I had a two and four year old, and I got the knock on the door that everyone dreads, that you you know and you've seen it in the movies. You've felt it before. You've heard of people who've experienced it, but it's not one that you could even fathom yourself. When I got a knock on the door that said my husband was killed in action, it was really hard to, to, to take all of that in and understand how my life was going to be. I have a two and a four-year-old who are like, mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, mommy, mommy. And here I am sitting, laying, melted on the floor. and realizing that this is a defining moment and I get to choose how it's defined. And I want to share with you a little bit about how you can choose how the moment is defined for you, whether it happened yesterday, last week, last month, years ago. My kids are now 15 and 13. Our past does not define us. The things we go through shape us, but we chose to rise above it. And I want to give you just some tips so that way you can too, because you are that heroine in the story that's victorious. How do I know? It's because you're, you're here today, because you chose to come to a summit. You chose to watch and learn because where you are isn't good enough. You want to grow. You want to find your purpose. You want to make an impact. You want joy in your life. And so these are three ways that right now in this moment, you can rise above and not allow your past to define you. First of all, I already mentioned it is recognize and acknowledge out loud that you are an overcomer. You are victorious because the hardest things that you've been through, you've lived through them and your, vic your victory is already sealed because you've already been through it and you're through it. So when you do that, you have lived through the hardships, the trials, the circumstances, and you're here today. So instead of saying, oh, but it was so hard. Heck yeah, it was hard. Embrace it that you survived it, that you are an overcomer and you figure out what's next. You can rise above it when it stops defining you. And when you decide that your definition is overcomer, 
it stops defining you. The second is decide what you want to take from it. I knew I did not want to be one of those widows who wore black all the time. And at 31, 32, I had just turned 32. At 32 years old, I had no desire to live the rest of my life in darkness and in sorrow and in in allowing that to decide the rest of my life. Now it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. But by taking the stand and deciding what I wanted to take from it, I wanted to take those grief lessons that I learned, the depth of character, the empathy, the, the I wanted to take who I became through it, and I wanted to take that with me. I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want that to change my inner core. I didn't want that. I chose to not have that pain define me, but what I grew, how I grew, what I learned through the pain. And friend, you can do that right now. It doesn't matter how long ago or whose fault it is that the circumstance happened. What do you want? What is God highlighting through it? When you make that choice and you write it down, already you start to rise above your past because now you are the center of the story. What you've, the lessons learned, who you became through it is now the story instead of the circumstances that were chosen, that were experienced. And the third one is stop asking why and focus on what now. There are so many things on this earth, we will never have the answer of why. And I think that by focusing on why and and demanding that God's ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. There's things that happen that we don't understand. And when you stop asking why and you say, okay, what now? You're allowing yourself to rise above your past. That story becomes you instead of the circumstance. And when you do this, when you um, stop placing blame, because sometimes, let's face it, just like the heroine in the story, sometimes it's you caused it. Sometimes it's something that happened to you. Sometimes it wasn't your fault at all. Those childhood traumas, those accidents, those things that had nothing to do with us or our actions, but placing blame does not help us grow. It doesn't help us rise above. So when you ask what now, what do I want now? Who do I become now? What boundaries do I need now? At that moment, you start rising above the the past that used to define you. It doesn't define you anymore because now you are the center of the story. And if you want to know how boundaries, because boundaries are a big part of how to rise above, knowing, okay, what am I going to stand for? What decisions am I going to make? Where do I spend my energy and my time? And one of the things that I have offered um, as a free gift for this summit is my realm of responsibility. Um, This will help you. This is my take on boundaries. This is my take on who are you responsible for and who can you disappoint? And the reason why is because when things happen to us, if we're not intentional, we allow things to define us that were not meant to be ours in the first place. So if you want to rise above your circumstance, you will recognize you're an overcomer. You will, well, decide what you want to take from it. And you will stop asking why, but will step into what now and start taking those actions. I would love to connect with you. I am so thankful that you're here and taking this step 
to say yes to yourself, to define the purposeful you, to define what God has for you and how your past actually helps you make a greater impact. So again, my name is Tammy and I am the host of Her Restored Spirit podcast and I cannot wait to connect with you. With that, I hope you have a wonderful day and choose joy, friend, until joy chooses you. Bye for now. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is author Latisse M. Howie, and I am honored to be here at the Purposeful You Virtual Summit. I'd like to thank Julie DeLuca for allowing me to participate on the panel, and I'd like to thank each and every one of you who are currently attending. So, when I was able to view the topics for this particular summit, I was immediately drawn to your past does not define you because it was very deeply personal for me, but also I felt that it was universally relevant. It's an honor to sit here before you and just share the insights of how our journey through life can just be guided through hope and resilience and the limitless potential that lies within each and every one of us. So we're going to open with a quick story. Uh, let's call her. She's a remarkable woman. We're just going to call her M for now. So in her early years, M faced countless challenges. I mean, she was poverty stricken. She faced discrimination because she was a woman of color and a woman nonetheless. She was also from a very troubled family background. So society could have easily written her off based on her circumstances. But M defied all expectations. She embraced education. She worked diligently. She gradually transformed her life. And ultimately, the renowned phenomenal woman, Maya Angelou, became an advocate for human rights, a renowned author, and an inspiration to millions. She was even the poet laureate for the 2008 inauguration of President Obama. Maya Angelou's life should teach us a very powerful lesson that our past may shape us, but it does not confine us and it definitely does not define us. We've been told that past behavior predicts future performance, but I'm here to tell you that your P-A-S-T is positivity always sparks triumph, okay? So with that said, I'm going to share a little bit more information about me. Uh, I'm a mother of three. Uh, I have two children in a, from a marriage and then a son outside of, of the marriage uh, after I divorced. And I was often very embarrassed by that. I was embarrassed that I, I lacked the level of education that a lot of people and my peers lack. Uh, you know, they, they've gone on to get master's degrees and doctorate degrees. And here I am. I got pregnant my senior year of college and I'm just completing my degree. 30 years later, lots of people did not know that about me. But I will tell you this, that everything that happens to us in our past experiences, we carry often like baggage, you know, we allow it to shape us and mold our self-image and the decisions that we make. But we have got to remember that our past is just a chapter of our life story. It is absolutely not the entire book. It's our perspective that truly matters. Rather than dwelling on our mistakes or the hardships or just the, the things, the obstacles that we face throughout our lives, we can choose to focus on the lessons and learn this, um, from the strengths that we've gained through that adversity. 
So after we embrace that that strength, we're going to also embrace growth. I need you to think about a time that you faced adversity. So like a failure or setback or, you know, something that happened that you weren't uh, too pleased with in your life. Those moments can easily cause you to feel defeated. But consider this, every successful person from innovators to politicians to athletes and even authors have encountered some type of failure. The key lies in how we respond to the failure. So embracing our failures and looking at them as opportunities for growth and learning from what, learning those things that truly define us during those self-evaluation moments. Our past mistakes simply don't define our worth. It only illuminates the path to our potential. So we're going to get into the science of all of this, and we're going to talk about something called neuroplasticity. Our brain's remarkable capacity for change is known as neuroplasticity, or in layman's terms, as a man thinketh, so shall he be. We can simply rewire our thinking and our behaviors. This means that no matter what our past is, no matter the choices that we've made, poor decisions or not, we can choose to cultivate new habits, new skills, and new mindsets. We can do this with a little bit of dedication, a little bit of effort. We can completely rewrite the narrative of our lives. We're going to do this by overcoming self-limiting beliefs. So when I was 16 years old, I was camp counselor for the city of Concord, Parks and Recreation. I had a mentor who probably should not have been looked at a mentor at back then based on some of the things that he would say to me that would really destroy my self-esteem. See, my father was in and out. He suffered from drug abuse. He also had an alcoholism issue and an overall responsibility issue. My father's past was haunting and he was allowing that to determine who he was as a man. Fast forward to when I'm 16 and I'm at the Parks and Rec and we're playing dodgeball and my team is winning over my mentor. He gets very angry with me and says, oh, you're winning this game, but you are never going to win at life because I know who your daddy is. And in that moment, I felt this big. I felt so small. I thought, you know, he could be right. My dad has all these issues and who am I to think I can go to college and make anything of myself? Because again, my dad hadn't been the best example. I did have a, I have a beautiful mother who always spoke life over me. But you know, when you're, you're young and you're dealing with self-esteem issues, that particular comment really for a small time changed the trajectory of my life. Now, this is something, you know, that particular experience, uh, it stemmed, it, it often, you know, those beliefs that we hold that, that we need to overcome that self-limiting belief that we have, it stems from negative experiences or messages that we've internalized. Uh, but we just need to believe that what we learn can be unlearned. Surrounding ourselves with positive influences, practices, self-compassion, self-love, doing a little bit of self-evaluation and challenging those beliefs, can be, it can lead to profound transformation. So after we are embarking upon this profound transformation, we're going to embrace second chances. The beautiful thing about being the, a human and having this human experience is our capacity to grow, evolve, and ultimately reinvent ourselves as many times as we want to. It is never too late to pursue new passions, forge new relationships, or 
just take a completely different path. Guys, at 42, I published my first three novels. I was doing interviews and I did really well at them. And so I had a young lady approach me and say, you know, you would be great uh, on TV as a couch contributor. You know, why don't you try to do that? And so I started doing couch contribution for a local uh, TV station here at 43. At 44, someone told me I had a great uh, voice for radio. And so I started on 72.9 The Voice doing up close conversations and a political show. Who knew that that was something that I would do? But had I allowed those narratives that I heard to determine my, my ultimate destination, I just never would have gotten there. So I want us to understand that, you know, we can achieve remarkable feats later in life. This proves that age is just a number and our potential has no bounds. And that's because of the role of resilience. Resilience is the ability to bounce back from any type of adversity. It's a crucial skill in navigating life's challenges. Remember, setbacks are not indicative of our capability. It is our resilience that empowers us to rise, learn, and grow stronger in the face of adversity. And last but not least, we're going to talk about creating a new narrative. After we've faced that, that adversity and we've hit it head on, we can move beyond our past by just consciously creating a new narrative. And instead of letting others define us based on our history, we can assert our own identity and values. This requires self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-evaluation, self-love, and a commitment to our personal growth journey. Guys, I could talk about this topic all day because it is so near and dear to me, but we only have 10 to 12 minutes. So remember, your path past does not define your ultimate path. Your worth is not determined by the mistakes that you've made or the challenges that you've faced. Rather, your resilience, your determination, and your ability to shape your own narrative that truly defines who you are. Embrace all of your potential. Challenge your self-limiting beliefs and recognize that your journey is ever-evolving and your story is its just waiting to be written or rewritten as many times as you'd like. And as Maya Angelou once said, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Hello, my name is Adrian Fekata. I am the founder of I Am Unbreakable. Don't let your past define you. Wow. Thank you so much, Julie, for allowing me to speak on this topic. You know, you are the actress, you are the narrator, you're the director. You get to rewrite any chapter or any moment in your life that you choose. And we are continuously evolving as human beings, intellectually and spiritually. So change is inevitable. So why would we think we are the same person because of a moment or because of a, uh, an experience or because of a person or a situation? We have to continuously move forward. We definitely get to look back. And I know uh, there are some that will say it's not maybe good or healthy to look back. In my humble opinion, I think looking back is really helpful 
to see how far you've come. To me, you know, defining who you are based on something that happened in your past, it feels restrictive. And it seems as though we're limiting ourselves as opposed to realizing that with evolution comes growth, comes forgiveness, and comes movement. Even if you're taking tiny steps forward, movement is movement. And I wanted to share part of my story with you, because if I let my future be defined of who I was or who I was led to believe I was or who I was told I was or who I would become, I wouldn't be speaking with you today. So I'll give you a very quick, you know, sort of overview of my story. You know, at 10, I got uh, my first taste of being an entrepreneur. And as a kid, I truly knew inside that this was going to be my journey. And of course, hindsight is great because looking back, it was there all along. And at 14, I was told I couldn't do anything I wanted to do because of my gender. At 17, my guidance counselor looked me in the face and basically LOL'd me out of his office and told me that um, I would never amount to anything. I wasn't smart enough and I wasn't good enough. I didn't have the grades that I should go and get married um, rich, go get married rich, have a few kids and you'll be fine. And, you know, those words fuel me to this day because rejection truly is redirection. At 19, I opened up my first business and sold it five years later for a profit. At 24, I started a PR company and I had clients such as the Rolling Stones, U2, Samuel L. Jackson, Colin Farrell, and the WWE. This required a certain amount of executive protection. So fast forward, at 30-something, I would become the first woman in Canada to own their own private investigation and security agency, fully licensed, first woman in Canada. At 40-something, I started the I Am Unbreakable movement podcast and became a publisher. So as you can see through my story, we continue to evolve. And I wasn't the person who I was years and decades ago. Uh, one of my favorite mottos really is to look back only to see how far you've come. Don't let your future define who you are today. Your past, no matter how bad or how indifferent, does not define you. And it doesn't define your present and it doesn't define your future. And just for example, forgiveness. If you allow yourself to be defined by an experience or a time in your life that you want to change, you can mindfully, purposefully, and consciously change it at any given time. I mean, even something as simple as your goals, you get to change 
the due date on them. Let's just say, for example, you set a goal for yourself, you know, a week ago, uh, and, you know, you sort of say, oh, well, I missed the deadline and I missed the goal, so forget that. No, who made the goal? You did. So you get to move up the due date and you can say to yourself, that's okay. We didn't make it for whatever the reasons are. Give yourself a pat on the back and say, I can move forward and I can move through this and I will work extra hard or do this to get to the other goal date. And you know, sort of going backwards to what I was saying about forgiveness, forgive yourself, allow yourself that space to sit with some things that maybe you are not thrilled about that you could have done differently. You could have reacted differently. You could have done your business or your school or whatever, you know, is maybe holding you back or holding you down. Allow that just to be in part of your story. Don't let it be your story today if you don't want it to be. And again, you can keep all the good things and it doesn't mean that you forget everything that you've gone through. What it means is that you move through it and today is today and tomorrow is tomorrow. And allowing yourself to live in the moment and be mindful that you're here today and you are a different person is so incredibly powerful. And it means that you're growing spiritually and emotionally as a human. And thank goodness for that. And I feel also that when we really look back at the things that we could have changed, hindsight is great. Don't ever look at that as something that is uh, a tragedy. Uh, look at it as a lesson. Look at it as a gift. Uh, look at it from the lens of gratitude. And I promise you, things will look very, very different today than they did yesterday if you can have the outlook of being grateful. Lastly, I wanted to share the secret that really helped me and continues to help me. And that is, I've always remained true to myself, regardless of the outside influences. So regardless of situations or things that are told to you or experiences, because the struggle is part of the story, but it's not the whole story and it's definitely not your ending. And my three favorite words, yes, you can. Julie, thank you so much for giving me the honor of being part of your summit. Thank you. And thank you to everybody watching. Hello, I am Crystal Longmire, and I am so excited to be here with you on the Purposeful You Summit. I want to say thank you to Julie DeLuca for inviting me here. I am so honored to be speaking with all of you, and I'm also very grateful for you for being here. So definitely pat yourself on the back for showing up for yourself. I've been asked to speak about the beautiful truth that your past does not define you. Can we just take that in for a second? Maybe say it out loud to yourself. Say 
say it with me. My past does not define me. Maybe write that down and circle it. Beautiful affirmation for you to come back to anytime. And I'm taking that in because I personally am so grateful for the knowing awareness that that's true. That statement is true, that your past, the, the things that you've been through, the experiences, the pain, the trauma, the mistakes, the regrets, the things that you've been through do not define the person that you get to become, do not define the person that you are. And you may have heard it from other people about the past shaping you, but it doesn't necessarily define you. So my segment is brief, but I do want to tell you a little bit about myself. I am a personalized holistic wellness architect, and I titled myself that because for one, I do work with coaching, but also um, I feel like we're all so different. We've all had so many different experiences, and I've only been in this field for about five years after changing my trajectory of my life completely about seven years ago in 2016. So back then I was embodying what it means to be living in and defined by your past. I was financially unstable and I was living paycheck to paycheck. I had three jobs. I was carrying student loan debt in the amount of $50,000. I had $15,000 in credit card debt because I did not learn the proper way to use credit cards. Um, I had been raised by my divorced parents. They got divorced when I was five and two separate cultures, American culture and Latin culture, totally different cultures. So I was raised in that space. And then I also had one of my parents that had alcohol abuse challenges. So by the time I was a teenager, I was riddled with anxiety and bouts of depression. And I was financially unstable, as I had mentioned. And I had also been through 17 years of toxic relationships from mental abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. And I was in the middle of trying to make a relationship work with my now husband. Um, but I had carried all of the experiences that I had gone through in past relationships from the physical abuse, from the infidelity, from the cheating, from the lying, from the emotional abuse. I had carried all of that pain and trauma into the relationship that I was in and simultaneously was experiencing all these other emotions and frustrations. And I was so much taking it out on, I'm so glad that he stayed, but he he ended up basically telling me that I needed to change something about myself if our relationship was going to work. And it felt like an ultimatum and I felt like I was threatened, but I also felt like this relationship was different than the other ones that I had been in. And I knew that there was a common denominator. Like I was repeating cycles. I was in relationships with the same person over and over again and stuff like that. I All my problems, my challenges seemed to have a pattern or a theme. And so I knew that there was something within me that needed to change, but I was not only defined by my past, but I was, it was like part of my identity. And what I mean by that is that I had been carrying this chip on my shoulder. I had this negative, like sassy attitude at this don't mess with me energy. I was very domineering to other people. I was very angry and I complained all the time and it was just who I was. And I knew on some level, which I didn't realize until later, that if I did go down the path of healing and growing and changing and becoming this better version of myself, I really didn't know who that meant I was anymore. I was identified by the definition of the past that I was defining myself by. And I had bought into the story that life was happening to me. I had become a victim, as a matter of fact. And I think that that's really common when you're living in the past for you to develop a sort of victim mentality where you feel like you have no choice and all of these things that are happening 
happening, all these situations that you find yourself in, it's not your fault. It's because of outside circumstances. So then it's almost like a, like a pass where since it's not your fault, since you didn't create it, then it's not really your problem. Um, and that kind of brings me to where I am now, which I went down this whole path and I studied immensely nuts. I read all kinds of books, went to conferences and summits like the one that you are on right now. And thankfully, I'm actually blessed to say that I've been able to change my life in such an amazing way that my husband and I live pretty much 100% on passive income. And we were able to follow our passions. So the things that we love to do, and that's how I ended up in this field, helping people heal mind, body, spirit, being the best version of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. And my husband and I have been married for almost five years now. So we have absolutely no debt, completely financially free. And it was a complete 180 from where we were, from where I was, and definitely a place that I never thought was possible. And how I got here started with reading a few books, but there were actions that I had to take as well. And the first, and I think most important one that I'll offer to you as a suggestion is to take 100% responsibility for everything that happens to you in your life. And this is a very important distinction to understand that there is a massive difference between taking responsibility for something and taking blame for something. Because the things that I experienced from, you know, alcoholism, from drug abuse, from physical abuse, from my own, you know, issues with drugs, um, all of those different things that I experienced, some of them weren't my fault. Like, it wasn't my fault that my parents got divorced. And it wasn't my fault that, you know, one of my parents suffered from alcohol abuse and that other members of my family suffered from drug abuse. That wasn't my fault, but it was my responsibility to overcome and override and take care of myself and make sure that I don't repeat in any patterns that I don't want repeated in my life. It is my responsibility to look at the things that have traumatized me and to, instead of allowing those to create negative patterns in my present and make me be defined by my past, I get to choose to make new choices to release things that no longer serve me, to let go of my pains, to let go of the things that weren't my fault, but maybe affected me in some way. Taking 100% responsibility and knowing that everything that happens to me is something that I'm able to alter the way that I receive that information just by the second thing. The second thing that I want to offer, the second piece of advice is focusing on the things that you can control instead of focusing on the things that you cannot control. So you cannot control other people. You cannot control the weather. You cannot control traffic. You cannot control the way that someone sees you. You cannot control someone else's opinion. You cannot control somebody else's behavior, but you can control your thoughts and you can control your actions and you can control your reaction and you can control your inner self. You can control you. And so the first thing I did to get out of this being defined by the past thing is I took full responsibility, 100% responsibility for everything that happened in my life. The second thing is that I learned to change my focus on the things that I can control. And the third thing, even though I feel like I said the first thing was the 
most important, but I could easily say this third thing is the most important. And it sounds super cliche, especially if it's not something that you're already doing, but developing a gratitude practice. And by that, I mean intentionally writing down or setting aside time to pray or say out loud in the mirror things that you are grateful for on a daily basis and to actually allow yourself to feel that gratitude and allow your heart to warm and allow that energy to just take over your entire body. And those three things were three things that I did at the beginning of my journey that helped me just get out of that past scenario that I was in. And I've learned a lot on my journey and I've worked with a lot of different people. And the reason that I call myself a personalized wellness architect is because no two people are the same. No two traumas are the same. No two lifestyles, no two cultures, no two life stressors, no two different, uh, no two upbringings, no two genetic codes, no two different patterns of thought, no two beliefs. And so the reason that I am so adamant about wanting to personalize it is because I find that when it's personal, it's more effective. And I believe that every trauma, the unhealed trauma is actually what creates anxiety and depression and PTSD and alcoholism and drug abuse. And even people that rape and murder people. I think that's, I think that's a result of unhealed trauma. And that's where my mission comes from. But I hope those three tools are helpful for you. Taking a hundred percent responsibility, focusing on what you control and developing a gratitude practice. Again, my name is Crystal Longmire and I've left a free gift for you. It is my anxiety management guide. And I've left that for you because a lot of people that are living in the past have troubles with anxiety, which is something that I am very well familiar with. So I developed that guide, especially for you. Feel free to follow me on healing with crystal underscore on Instagram. And I can't wait to see you for the Q&A.